sorry, it looked like you were about to. Say I was something. about to, but I'm so hungry, and I looked at uh, I looked at Jesse's at Jesse, shirt. and you thought I could eat this guy. This man is so good, I could eat him. No, there's like a delicious looking sandwich on the front of the shirt. What's it say? Fried egg. Fried eggs. I'm in love. Fried eggs. I'm in love. It's a restaurant in Portland. Oh, oh it's okay. Very, well, it's like a sandwich stand kind of thing in Portland. Uh, it's very good. I will say, probably my favorite food of all time is cooked eggs. Not yeah. raw eggs? You don't like raw eggs? They're okay. They're not my top. Anyways, uh, well, thanks for tuning in to Podcast for Podcast. Wow. That is the... <laughs> is that <laughs> it? Thanks for tuning in to Podcast. I'm so hungry. Why didn't you eat before we started recording? Because I already ate. We started I, at like 2 o'clock. You had time for breakfast. You could have gone out onto the edge of the rig and caught a gun. No, I, I ate... Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. They're pretty tame around here. <laughs> I, could, I easily like, could have, yeah. You can just like grab them. Well, they're just very round, and they've been buttered up. Well, the uh, thing is, like, so they're very slow moving. Yeah, fans of the show, fans of podcast versus podcast, the show people are listening to right now. The fans of the show understand that when you're recording from an oil rig like us, even a series of oil rigs, uh, most of your food is going to come from pirating passing vessels. Mm. And we recently pirated a passing vessel from Petco, and unfortunately, <laughs> it was just full of birdseed. And I, I thought, you know. Maybe we'll get some cats or like some companionship. Yeah. Just birdseed. So I've been dumping it all over the rigs, all levels. <laughs> and I've been telling you to stop. No, it's getting us so many sweet gulls. It sounds like a huge walking hazard. It is. It is. I would advise you to hold on to the railings. I'll keep that in mind. I actually have mostly been moving through the internal tunnels. I don't go out onto the edge of the rig. Oh, is that only for peasants? Uh, yeah. Well, it's just like with that many gulls out there, and they are acting super aggressively. Pierce uh-huh. just pops out of like the manhole covers of the tunnels to just to scatter beards bird seed around, and then just goes back in. He's like a he's like a Super Mario enemy. He's like <laughs> popping out it rhythmically, like right. every every two point two seconds he'll pop up. Look left and right, and then he'll like throw some bird seed around. You have to jump on his head to keep him from tossing the bird seed. Sure. Mm. If you get hit with the bird seed, you're swarmed by gulls. Mm. It's no good. Much like most Super Mario enemies, I think of myself as a Super Mario hero. Okay. Like I can picture the enemies that Eric's talking about. We're talking like like piranha plant. Talking about like goombas. I'm picturing when you say it. I'm mentioning sort of like Monty Moles. Yeah, the guys who are on the airships in Super Mario 3 who pop up and throw yeah. wrenches, they're throwing them to fix machines. Talking about those, uh, talking about those, yeah, those that, Hammer Brothers. That's how you fix a machine. You just throw a wrench at them. If yeah. Mario's not in the way, they keep throwing those wrenches. You know, it makes a lot of sense that those are wrenches. Because when I was a kid, I thought those were bones. Those are wrenches. Oh, yeah, I could see how that would it, be a thing. It's definitely, bo- it's definitely wrenches, of course. Yeah. But well, I was like, oh, those are bones. What kind of, I mean, some enemies do throw bones, but they're throwing their own bones. Yeah, yeah. This is a this is a thing I've always thought about with children's entertainment. Like, uh, you know, it's okay for them to throw bones because it's their own bones. And um, there's a big thing where you can't show blood, okay. but you can have like aliens or fantasy monsters or robots, and you can they can look like humans. But then when you cut them apart, instead of a spray of blood, there's like a spray of sparks or a spray yeah. of green okay. goo or like. Yeah, something like that that's like oh they're not a human no violence was committed against humans here <laughs> so the mention of violence in children's media uh nicely leads into my show which is uh oh boy, oh God, which I, uh, oh boy. I don't have a good name for it yet maybe you can help me but it's an yeah. animorphs reread podcast oh. 
it's recently yes. come out that uh, K.A. Applegate is actually pretty awesome. So, and also that like a lot of people, I think, forget what the Animorphs books are about. Right. So obviously we have to reread all 60 books. Oh my God. <laughs> chapter so, by chapter. They're so dark. They, sometimes they are, or sometimes Rachel gets cut in half while she's a starfish. And then there are two Rachels, one who's evil. Oh my God. I just remember there's a lot of, there's like, it's, first of all, they're child soldiers. Yep. They are in, from the first book on, these are child soldiers in an intergalactic war, which is great. High stakes. Um, question. How did it come out recently that Kay Applegate oh, is good? A tweet went viral. Saying what? That she's good? Oh, it's uh, she was responding to criticism from like people who who thought that the ending to the series was too like dour. Yeah. And she was explaining like, well, look, if if you were unsatisfied by the like ending to the Animorphs, well, guess what? The Animorphs series was about war. And when you grow up and you become an adult and you get like drafted into a war or you have to vote for someone who might start a war, you'll think about how awful the ending to the Animorphs was. And right. Um, it's also she's been <clears throat> that's really good being compared to J.K. Rowling a lot because um, J.K. Rowling has a tendency to retweet and follow turfs. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, she has a lot of and, and like accidentally fave. Yeah turfs Ac accidentally it's <laughs> happened so often that i don't know it's an accident um depends what she's faving is she faving stuff where turfs are being turfs or is a turf like wow found this great new pancake restaurant uh both great both. that yeah. is really unsettling um on the opposite end you have k applegate who um someone had responded i think to a twitter post about that yeah saying that tobias's journey of like you know being stuck in a body that he didn't want and stuff like that helped them kind of uh, process and realize their own transness oh, and really cool. help them out and Kay Applegate responded with oh like I'm really happy to hear that I have a daughter who's trans and oh. like I like I'm like so happy that my my work was able to help you in some small way that's really cool yeah hmm. anyway so hmm. we're gonna reread all the Animorphs books and probably be horrified sometimes oh without a doubt without a doubt I remember vividly that there's a scene where Rachel is like transformed into a grizzly bear and loses an arm and then uses it to beat someone to death I just remember if they don't transform back at a certain time they get like stuck forever and there are some characters who like there there's some like horrible deaths oh yeah. or or even i would call them like you know the, the typical fate worse than death oh yeah well like that's kind of tobias's whole thing for a long time until he regains the ability to like shift form right because he's stuck as a hawk yeah because he stay. i think is after two hours i get stuck i read a lot of these books as a kid um, i didn't finish I it but i read a lot of them Hmm. I've never read one of them. I've never read them before. Well, you know what the nice thing about them too is that they're very easy to read. Yeah. It's not like we're going to be like like I have a friend who does a show so called So You Want to Read Tolkien where they're going oh. chapter by chapter. They started with a similar similarillion. I can't pronounce it. Wow. Um, Why I, would they start with the similar? I guess they're going in chronological. <laughs> they're, they're going in kind of chronological order. Jesus. Um, and like you know, she loves Tolkien's work. Like, so do I, but yeah. there are huge chunks of the books where it's just describing passing scenery, yeah. and he does a great job of it, but it is like a slog to get through as yeah. they travel from point to point. I just want descriptions of the Shire. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. That's my favorite part of uh, all the books. Yeah. But conversely, the Animorphs books are, you know, very, they're, they're meant for young readers. It's, it's, it would be closer to going through chapter by chapter of The Hobbit, but with less description. Mm. Yeah, that would be... And more people turning into animals. And okay. uh, brain control slugs. Oh, that's right. 
I forgot about the brain control. Okay, yeah, we should revisit this. This is a great idea. I would love to revisit this series. I feel like it could be done relatively quickly. Yeah, and and, and. cheaply because one of the other things K Applegate has apparently done is uh, basically approved uh, sites where people are basically just uh, releasing EPUBs of the books because they're long out of print. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of them and they're hard to find. The Animorphs are out of print. Oh, yeah. Those things were titans when I was a kid. Oh, yeah, but like... You know, I mean, I guess they don't age well. Uh, maybe it's just when I'm what I'm thinking about is something like um, Captain Underpants, yeah, which was around when I was a kid, same time as Animorphs, mm-hmm. and I remember seeing it at like Scholastic book fairs as I wandered around, not buying anything because they're a ripoff. Um, <laughs> accurate, accurate, right? But uh, like those are still in print, and it's a TV series. Animorphs is. I'm just. I'm surprised. Captain Underpants is aimed at a younger audience than animorphs and it's i think um uh it's it's easier to get into captain underpants like it's a it's a comic book right like it's true is it a comic i thought it was a novel no they're comics they they might have had novel versions. they're long comics Right. Yeah, they're 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 entire graphic novels that are like a whole story. Okay, that makes perfect sense. Yeah. Well, yeah. Longer, they're still children's books. So, yeah. <laughs> I just I would have thought that uh you know, because children in that age group, I I guess like the Captain Underpants idea can also be continuously changed and updated because the stories are more episodic than yeah. Animorphs, yeah. which is like a an epic tale. Yeah. Well, like the Animorphs books are episodic, but I think the problem is that there are 60 of them. <laughs> yeah, but yeah. things carry through from yeah. story to story. Oh, oh right? yeah, for sure. Yeah. Right? There's a whole... And I, I think that like um, publishers are probably n- not wanting to... No one wants to uh, reprint like 12 books out of a 60-book series. Right. So it, it, they would have to reprint all 60 of them. And then it's like, well, are, do we want to reprint 60 books? Mm. I bet Goosebumps are also out of print. May, um, I, I refuse to I, check it. Though. I think book Goosebumps started doing like collected editions because Goosebumps was, I think, you know, if Goosebumps like is if also animals were titans, then Goosebumps were like the god kings of yeah. the universe. <laughs> like, well, and Goosebumps is still powerful today. They just they just had a Goosebumps movie two years ago. They've they I think they did a second one already. Another sequel? Yeah, did it just come out. I don't think it did very well. Well, that's all right. The first one did well enough. They'll get a TV show. I think they're getting another TV show, too. Though, uh, talking about adaptations, I do believe Animorphs might be getting a graphic novel. Now that Or a series of graphic novels. I would read that. Mm. Me, an adult man, would happily read that. Yeah. Um, Child soldiers. Losing a war against aliens. I think what helps is that they don't really have a commander, so at least there's like nobody actively making them do it it's more that they're like well there's this threat to our world and we can't tell anyone because they might be secretly mind controlled by the yurks right so we gotta just keep going there's no like authority figure older person that they trust tricking basically tricking them into risking their lives Mm -hmm. all right well that's cool well um it's it's an interesting idea but i personally have no like nostalgia for animorphs and i don't think i would like the books I'm pretty. I'm pretty confident I wouldn't actually. Um, if they didn't, uh, if they didn't excite me as a child, then I'm probably not going to get into it now. So I, I feel like my role on this podcast would be like you two talking about like, oh, how amazing was this and how amazing was that, and really interesting how you know this book written in the '90s is like relevant today. And I would just be like, yeah, I guess, but I didn't like it, and I would be like the negative Nancy on this well, podcast. You know, you don't have to be. 
a negative Nancy. But here's here's what the thing like to I've, keep me from being a negative Nancy. How about I pitch a podcast where we talk about something from my childhood? Oh, yeah. That's really good. All right, let's hear it. Um, <clears throat> so I used to play with Legos, and I would make like. You know, I obviously, yeah, it, it's it's not like uh, unique, but you know, no one's judging you. You are you're making up this. Legos are dope. Legos yeah, are dope. Everyone loves Legos. Everybody loves Legos. Um, I used to make these like little stories and games out of the Legos, and I thought we could revisit those. Your stories and games, yeah. specifically. Do you remember them that well? No, we you know we could go find them. You wrote them down. No, I didn't write. I this was like pre-writing. So basically, what we would have to do oh, is right, get. You've existed since the universe was born. I forgot. <laughs> That's correct. This is pre. This is pre me knowing how to write, though. We would have to get your Legos. Yeah, we would have to find them. Your childhood Legos. Yeah, and then we would pull them out, and then we would hope that we could be. I would be holding up pieces to you, being like, "Do these legs? Do these little man legs like inspire any memories?" Yeah. And we'd be combining figures and like building little sets. We, hoping we'd be like archaeologists in for your my, brain. Yeah, in my in my childhood. That's terrifying. <laughs> it's terrifying. Yeah, that's uh, it's a bit worrying. So this. So is, what would what would an episode of that look like? Great question. Well, we could I guess just jump into. <laughs> no, nah, we couldn't jump into it. We we would first first step would be first few episodes would just be like planning out figuring out how do we even find these legos right um we would like research my old like uh my old addresses call up my parents old landlords and stuff uh try and track down like do these legos still exist did they get sold off uh are they in storage somewhere forgotten then eventually like then once we've located them we would travel to them and it would be like a travel podcast and then once we get there, uh, we would just, you know, sit down, start playing Legos. We'd pull out the stuff and be like, okay, so this kind of looks like a car. Eric, were you into cars at the time? And I'd be like, no, nah, it's probably a, like a big skateboard. It's probably not a car and uh, stuff like that. would have built a big skateboard? <laughs> Maybe, yeah. I mean, know. that's a great idea. Yeah. I can see it already in my head. I'm loving it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I would probably... I was playing a lot of Mario at the time, so that influenced a lot of my storytelling. I was telling a lot of stories about Mario. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Fair enough. I mean, who wasn't when they were a kid? Mario was great. It's important. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know? So that could be... Uh, maybe a lot of them would be like, oh, this is clearly a Bowser. Uh, I, what? <laughs> Yeah, so like, maybe, like like a little dinosaur Bowser. Yeah, maybe. All right, that's pretty. Like that's cool. I'm not judging you. I'm just like I'm. I'm trying to piece together. I feel like this is going to be a real rough ride. <laughs> we would describe so the we Lego found, creations. Yeah, Eric made a giant skateboard, and the story was that he would put Lego men on the skateboard, and the skateboard was basically a bus. Yeah, I mean, basically a bus that would take Mario over to Bowser, and then he'd jump on his head. Right, and then he'd hop on the skateboard. Yeah, and the skateboard driver would take him back home. Mm. I don't know, man. I feel like a lot of this show would be us th- showing you random pieces, and you going, eh, eh. "Not sure. Right? I don't remember." That doesn't. Yeah, matter. and then at the end, it would be like, and you know, this story that which was spun, this tale which was woven in the '90s, is still relevant today. What do we? You know? uh, yeah, like people still ride skateboards. It's people still play Mario. I played Mario earlier today. Is this? But this is as hot. This is like as deep as this show goes. Is you rem- we show you pieces? Yeah, you remember something as we're putting stuff together. You tell us about the story you told as a child. Yeah, and you say, and that's still relevant today. Yeah, I mean, there's not much to say about the stories. I mean, I wasn't like a like a, a brilliant 
uh, storyteller at the time, right? As I am now. Yes. <laughs> I was just Where a child. Where we hang on your every word. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I feel like you could view this as like a meta narrative about the loss of childhood if you really wanted to. Yeah, if I really wanted to. <laughs> if I really wanted to go out of my way to give Eric that bone. I I view most. I that's the lens through which I view most things. Oh, it's a meta narrative about my childhood. I'm looking at Jesse's T-shirt right now. I'm like, you know what? That uh, is, is sort of uh, reminiscent of the childhood, but the way in, in which that fried egg sandwich is uh, depicted. I'm not sure if you described his shirt yet. Maybe I have. You've... Well, no, let's I do have. it again just to be safe. I definitely have. What? On this episode? Yeah, on this episode. I certainly have. We started with it, but I don't know if that was a real intro to the show. It was It was in. And now, and now like that I've, cut it out. And now that I'm refusing to describe it again, I'm forcing myself to keep that part in. <laughs> okay, I'm going to describe the shirt. It basically says, fried eggs, I'm in love, and has a picture of a fried egg sandwich. There's no Thank S you, on the shirt. I don't know where you're getting that from. What, it says fried egg, I'm in love? Yeah. Oh, yeah, it is just fried egg. That's stupid <laughs> nobody eats just one egg well it's a reference to a song by who by the cure i hate it oh yeah all, all it. of the all of the items on the menu at this restaurant are referenced to songs by the cure not just by the cure okay the cure okay. only or have the one names. song about egg it just is it all um like did they cherry pick songs that are specifically about food um no but usually ones where they can make egg puns oh <sighs> Okay. So there's one that's uh, like not that all of them are, are song names. Some of them are just like band names. Or so there's one that's just called the Yolkel Ono. Okay, okay, that's <laughs> pretty good. Right, but they're all music related puns. Yeah, Exile on Main Street. I think that actually might be one of them. That, that's probably yeah. Wow, um, <laughs> that one feels like a real stretch. <laughs> Yokel Ono is good. Yeah. Are you trying to think of an egg pun right now? I'm trying or? to think. Of, yeah. What about like the eggs? Like the X. I feel like that's that would be it's too lazy. It's too. But they easy. would have to put like the eggs and then in brackets, you know, like the X, like the band the X. <laughs> that time Smash Mouth ate all those eggs on Twitter. <laughs> oh <laughs> yeah, about, that was a thing, wasn't it? Yeah, eggs Ray Specs. Oh, that's a good one, actually. Yeah. I like that one. Here come the warm eggs. <laughs> the- <laughs> Here come the warm eggs. Yeah. Here come the warm jets. Here come the warm. Here come the warm eggs. Here come the warm jets. Here come the warm eggs. Yeah, okay, sure. Come on, man. Like, what? (laughs) That's not close enough for you? No, I just said sure, so it is. Okay, well. Um, What about... uh, This is tough. What about uh, Triple X? Like the the album Triple X? You mean from the movie Triple X? No, I mean the the Danny Brown album. Oh, okay. Triple X. Fair enough. Uh, Triple X. Um... What about uh, um, toss salad and scrambled eggs? That's it, yeah. Actually, I would be very surprised if there wasn't a toss salad. It scramble. is. I mean, it's not in Seattle. It's in Portland. So it's maybe. yeah. If it was in Seattle, if it was in Seattle, I think that every restaurant in Seattle has that. <laughs> what about uh, eggs statics? Like oh, eggs statics. Like Wait, isn't eggs statics a comic book? It could be both. I don't know. <laughs> It is a comic book for sure. Yeah, I, th- I feel like that's probably a band too. Oh, it is. Oh, I yeah, feel like, like that's a new metal band, isn't it? Like a Rob Zombie's like cousin or brother or something sings for it. Uh, I believe that. that. Thing, I yeah. believe that is true. So, Egg Static. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, now I want to look up the menu again to see what the puns actually. <laughs> and I feel like we're getting trapped in just trying to come up with the word eggs. We could be working with Benedicts. 
Yeah. Scrambled. Yeah. Poached. Yeah. Right. I mean, poached. we already did yolk. We, yeah, you boiled, did yolk. That's yeah. true. Yeah, we could do boiled. Um, we could do something like. You could do sandwich too, because most of them are some sort of egg sandwich. Oh, that's so true. Uh, yeah, probably the mo- probably most of them. Yeah. Hmm. Hmm. What about like one two eggs you like the wire song? Oh, I love that song when I was a teenager. <laughs> that's a fan. I love it today. Yeah, I love it now. Um, that's a good one, right? Yeah, yeah. no, that's a good one. I feel like we're getting this is getting away with us though. Uh, Piers, you have a show you need to pitch, don't you? I'm just thinking about egg puns now. <laughs> I've been circling like black egg for a while but that's just a band and also it does not sound appetizing <laughs> oh you could do like 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 squid ink um like squid ink pasta so that's like you you know you throw the you throw those the ink into the eggs and oh, then okay so like a squid ink pasta like kind of carbonara thing where the eggs are in there and maybe also you put some black garlic the mountain goat's cheese hash <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, hmm, not bad. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Pretty Sm- good. So smash, I feel like we got some good ones here. Smash these eggs into your mouth. <laughs> <laughs> Jesse collapsed. Jesse's not happy about that last one. <laughs> hey there, lovely listeners. I'm Talia Murdoch, and I'm here to tell you about my show, Everything Economics. Every week, I talk about the world around you, specific social and economic issues, and dive into how fantasy realms would work in real life. That's everything economics on the Cave Goblin Network. Um, all right, all right, all right. You want me to get a show pitch going? Sure, uh, yeah. You can pitch a show about uh, okay. egg puns if I, you feel like it. I mean, I don't. Okay. I don't. I've already forgotten what your pitches were because we spent so long talking uh, about yeah. eggs. Can I get a quick reminder? No. Animorphs recap. No. Animorphs recap. Thank you. And I refuse yours to tell was you. your Lego childhood dreams. Okay, well. Did you have a title for that, by the way? Um. Yes. Uh, Eric's Legos. With a very niche audience of your mom. <laughs> <laughs> My dad would probably be into it. That's yeah. true. And probably, maybe your grandma. I feel like mine would just probably be called the Animorphs Chronicles because the like sub-series they did were called the Andalite Chronicles. Oh, the okay. Animorphs Chronicles cool. it is. Yeah. That's a good one. Yeah. And you already have a built-in audience. Uh, you know that it's uh, turf, turf-free turf in <laughs> God, theory. I hope so. We could say fuck turfs at the beginning of every uh, every episode. I really could... feel like we should just do that at the beginning of every episode on the network. <laughs> yeah. We could do it right now in the middle of this show. Yeah, fuck Three, turfs. two, one. I already one. said it, so. Fuck turfs. I already, I already said it earlier. <laughs> oh, you did? Yeah. Okay, so does that mean you're the only one on the right side here? No, no, I mean, you just said it too. Yeah, you, yeah. you said it as well. Then I yeah. just yeah. wondered why it was important to you that you said it first. Well, I'm just saying, like, I'm not going to waste my time saying it two times. <laughs> right. Because it's not important enough a message to say. Actually, yeah, you know what? Maybe someone listens to only part of the episode and they missed when I said fuck turfs. Yeah. Do you want to say it again? I'll say it again. Yeah. yeah. Three, <clears throat> two, one. Well, I, I don't need the countdown. It's actually making me, like, giving me anxiety. Sorry, I'll give you just a quick countdown then. Ten. No, no, just the countdown is, I don't need the countdown. You know, I actually perform better without the countdown. I'm getting, like, stressed out and nervous. I don't know what's going to happen when I get to zero. Please please stop the countdown. No, no, don't. Oh, it's fuck turfs. Fuck turfs. For a second, I thought you were going to screw it up. I really did. I thought you were going to say something totally, like, way off. I would have said, like, something pro-turfs. Like, I love turfs. Don't don't say stuff like that. That's a quote from Eric. <laughs> hey, that's not me saying that. 
Do you have a podcast to pitch or yeah, what? it's called uh, Early Bird Battles. Now, we talked about this uh, earlier off the air. Yeah, like a couple of early birds. Like a couple of early birds. Um, but I'm going Similarly. berry picking. I'm, I'm taking a boat over to the Vancouver mainland. I'm going to drive a few hours <laughs> to a big old berry field. Right. I'm going to get myself a wicker basket. And uh, me and some friends are going to go out and we're going to fill our baskets full of berries. Yeah. And I guess at the end we'll weigh them mm. or something. <laughs> That and sounds correct. I don't know what the system is, like how they charge you, or if it's like you get like, okay, it's 10 bucks a, a basket. I think that's probably it, yeah. All the berries you can take. I think they should weigh them. That makes more sense to me. I agree. As a business model. But then like I could slip like some lead into my basket, so it's way heavier. Why would you? <laughs> so you pay them more, they yeah. win. What's your way. What's your scheme here? No, that was a bad strategy, wasn't it? <laughs> Here's I'm locked you, in, though. What you got to do is affix a bunch of helium balloons to the basket. There we go. To lighten the and then we like, can you remove the balloons before we weigh it? Like, I don't know what you're talking about. What? Do you want me just to let all these balloons free so a bird chokes on them? Nuh-uh. But that's actually kind of interesting because that's the whole point of this. You guys told me that I'd have to get up real early to get out there before the birds took all the good berries yeah and this kind of ties into the battle we're having here on the oil rig with all these seagulls just yeah, of course just taking over the outside yeah. I, and i don't know why it's happening i keep throwing the bird seed out you think they'd get full and leave no mm. <laughs> these birds are bottomless pits so this is a show uh that's going to help me get the best berries and help get rid of these gulls right it's basically it's really just about fighting birds Mm, okay. Means mm. of getting rid of birds, and these can be these can be lethal or non-lethal. Okay. I leave that up to the suggester. I don't want to like hem in any of our guests. Some people will be hunting seagulls for sustenance, and so I don't want them to feel judged because it's you know part of their lifestyle. Mm. I personally would prefer not to harm any birds beyond overfeeding them on bird seed. <laughs> <laughs> um, can I tell hmm. you? I love fat animals. <laughs> I feel I feel bad for them. I don't like seeing them in that condition, but gosh, they're cute. Hmm. So, how about this? Okay. What if we what if we go like a Mega Man route here? Mm-hmm. We just put spikes on all the berries. Oh, that's interesting. I thought you meant build a robot. That too, we could build a robot whose power is to like like a berry shield. It's it's like uh shoots berries. This was No, 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 no. like a berry shield, sh- a berry shield is useless against birds. They fly mm. down. They eat it. They well, then we would have away. to we'd have to uh, build a robot whose weapon is is like strong against birds, like a machete. <laughs> I don't know if it's a machete. Okay, well, maybe a shotgun. Wow, why'd you, you laugh at my idea? Because I'm just imagining you out in a field, like swinging a machete at a bunch of birds flying up overhead. Oh, oh, so, like, are we fighting the birds in the field or on the on the oil rigs? We'll see. Now we take the fight to them. This ah. this early bird battles can happen anywhere in the oh, world. Okay. Like my I two see. current battlefields are here on the oil rig against the gulls and out in the berry patch against all the early birds up getting the good berries. Okay, so maybe every episode you suggest a different scenario in which which you have to fight birds. You know what? That's a great idea. Let's stick to these two for today. Okay. So let's just say like, I mean, Eric and I can barely go outside. I don't know how you got onto the oil rig today. I don't know what to tell you that. No, you don't. You absolutely don't. <laughs> I'm just saying I'm impressed that you got through because there are tens of thousands of birds out there, mm. uh, which mm. reminds me, I got to go scatter a bunch of seed after this. But yeah, like they're not going anywhere. Mm. And it is it is slippery as gull shit. How how about this? Yo, how about this? Um, A giant fan that's pointed... Like you, you put like a bunch of like dictionaries yeah. so that it's up 
higher than the berry bush. Right. But it's just pointed straight. So if any birds that's trying to swoop down and get some berries, they just go and like like oh, are blown them. away. Right. And then if they get too close to the dictionaries, they open them, start reading, become bored, and leave. <laughs> that's correct. <laughs> Is that what those are there for? Those are there to, to increase the height oh, of the you're, fan. You're raising the fan on a stack of dictionaries. Yeah. Sorry. Phone books. is We could use phone books. Phone books are free. That's true. Phone books phone are free, books and they're free. and they're a dying industry as well. We got to support the phone book industry. Yeah, that's, <laughs> right. that's absolutely something we should be spending our money on. Yeah, we need more books in print. And I, this is a totally different problem, but I think that a good way to help save the phone book industry would be to stop printing those on recycled paper. Mm. I think that expensive. Yeah. Yeah. It, what not printing on recycled paper? No, recycled no. paper is expensive. Yeah. Is it actually? Probably. Yeah, it's much. Yeah, it's much cheaper to just like discard paper and just get a, like new a new batch is that tr- why that's crazy because it, you have to have two processes if you have like creating paper and then recycling paper right. you can't do that in the same like factory right you need like two uh mechanisms yeah. for that probably two processes probably also just capitalism i see yeah i see <laughs> yeah i just felt like you know like chopping that log up into pulp and then making the pulp into paper seems like the same as chop, you need, chopping up a bunch of old paper. You need like a different saw or something. Right. Of course. The expensive diamond diamond tip saw <laughs> That's is what you use to recycle. It has to be sharp enough to cut pieces of paper in half the thin way. Man. And that's tough. Uh-huh. I've tried ripping phone books in half. <laughs> I thought of another pun, by the way. Oh, good, good, good. Uh, the eggs, eggs. It's like the XX, but it's eggs. Right, it's very similar to triple eggs. It's very similar to triple eggs. And did and you pronounce it eggs, 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 or triple eggs? Triple eggs. I'm okay. pretty sure it's triple X is the name of the album. Right. Hmm. It's also similar to all my other puns. I don't know if you noticed they were all X. <laughs> I did notice. I did notice. Um. I okay. Here's another it's one. Thematic. It's a little album called Breakfast in America. Right. Okay. That's just the name of like a platter dish. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's not really a pun. I'm just reappropriating it. Yeah. Hmm. It's no good, actually. I actually hate it. Okay. I'm, I think that... Would you say that that pun was the crime of the century? <laughs> no, I wouldn't say that. Yeah, Here's the thing. My pun worked both as an eggs pun and also as a bird pun because birds like lay eggs. Right. But once you abstract it into breakfast in America, like, you're taking the birds out of it. Right? Like... Obviously, eggs come said, from. We said that it didn't have to be just about eggs. We said you could use stuff like sandwiches, and Benedict. But and that, Benedict. But, but that's the thing. Like now, now we're talking about the a bird podcast, right? So oh, my I pun see. was applicable. Yours was not. To both. What do what does breakfast have to do with birds? Well, they nothing make at all. Eggs right, but there's too many steps in between. It's like a you could say like anything has to do with anything. In I mean, you way. did suggest earlier that Eric should have had a seagull for breakfast. Yeah. Yeah, I did actually. I don't think he did. <laughs> I definitely did. I said, just grab a gull. Oh man, I'm you so hungry. Pop up you under, s- you I... pop up out of one of those manholes. Yeah, and you sneak a hand out and you grab it by the neck, give it a quick shake like a terrier would. Mm. You know what I mean? Like when you yeah. see a dog shake something, and that's how they snap necks. Yeah, yeah. In I mean, fact, I don't need to do that. I have hands. I could just. Also, you're a vegetarian. Yeah, yeah. So I would snap the bird's neck and then throw it away, or give it to me. That's true. Yeah, I then it would actually get used. Do you okay? Let me ask you this: What domestic birds do you think are okay to eat? Well, I'd say probably me and Jesse would probably agree. 
None of them. Yeah, we're both vegetarians. Oh, you are? Yeah. Even though you're wearing a shirt that promotes eggs. I still eat eggs. All right. I just well, don't eat. Come on. I just don't eat <laughs> come on. fully born things. He's not He's not vegan. Wait, what about sea, seafood? Are you sea, still in, uh, are you pescatarian? No. No. Seafood's right out. Yeah. Even if, it, what about caviar? Mm. Yeah, no, mostly because I'm just not interested in eating it. That's fair. But it like roe for sushi. Well, well, still, I would probably still eat roe. Okay. This is very cool. I'm I used to still eat roe, but then someone told me that you can't like, it's not like a chicken where like the chicken like lays an egg and then you go pick it up and then you can like fry it. Yeah. Apparently the roe, like the only way to like really collect it is to like slice open a fish. Oh, and get it from the inside. <laughs> yeah. That I can't makes eat so much more sense. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> That's okay. I hadn't been doing it. It's not great. It doesn't like taste very good. Anymore. It's just yeah. kind of like adds some crunchiness. I love it. I love it. I love those little uh, He's just pops. eating them by the spoonful. No. <laughs> no. But I'm just saying I enjoy like when one pops up in a piece of sushi and you get that little like flood of salt juice, yeah. sea salt juice. Well, I'm going to vote for my podcast. I think it was the best one pitched today. Oh, I don't know about that. I don't know about that at all. But okay, it's your right to vote. I'm going to vote for mine because I just want an excuse to reread all the Animorphs books. Look, I admit that you have the best idea of all the pitches today. <laughs> I'm going to say that. You did a great job. Thank you. Your show comes with an audience, has like an easy start and end point, makes sense. <laughs> makes sense is a big one yeah yeah like that's huge for this show a lot of these ideas just feel like fever dreams mm. but i gotta go with my fever dream because we gotta get these gulls off of this oil rig and and your show what's your show gonna do to, to do that your show doesn't even fight turfs oh wait yes it does <laughs> sorry i mean i guess we could learn about war from it we'll eventually have to go to war with the gulls it sounds like Ah, but by that point, we're going to be like, what if one of them's Tobias? Mm. Or, Still in gulf Or, form. we learn how they gain the powers to transform into animals. We capture a gull, copy its genetic code so we can turn into one, and then lead the rest away. Is That's... that what they had to do every time they transform into an animal, is copy their genetic code? They, they only had to do it once. They had to, like, per, touch per it. animal. Right? Yeah. Like, so if I touch a whale at SeaWorld, I can now turn into a whale forever. Really? Yeah. yeah. With a time limit, but like, but as many times as you'd like. Mm. The trick is turning into like extinct animals, which is very difficult. Could they do like, all right, I'm going to be a bear for one hour, 59 minutes, and then like, okay, I'm a human for one second. All right, I'm back. They literally did that all the time. Seems seems like a fool. I can't believe Tobias missed his uh, missed his time limit. It, it was, was very like, early in the series when they were still like, well, we don't. I mean, what does that alien with the powers know? Yeah, I think he was also like leading an enemy away or distracting them. In oh, some so way. he like, he couldn't stop being a crow because then yeah. he would fall out of the sky and die. Yeah. yeah. Well, and like part of it too is like it's not instantaneous. It's like it's like a lycanthrope transformation in some movies and stuff where it is actually long and like you physically morph in several stages and stuff like that interesting you know what this actually i'm i'm beginning to regret my vote because it sounds like the the series is more interesting than i gave it credit for you know what sounds like there's some body horror stuff the fact that you're regretting your vote is starting to make me regret my vote especially after you said that thing about just leading the gulls away and the fact i could learn magic powers from reading the books let's see how you guys already voted huh yeah this, uh, I really wish that we would gosh darn say it. it's okay to change our votes. Gosh darn it, Jesse Boris. <laughs> you cut to the core of me. Um, well, thanks for listening to Podcast versus Podcast. We didn't pick a new show today, but you know what? Maybe next week we will. There's, anything can happen. Yeah. That's literally, literally anything can happen. That's my favorite thing about life. Nothing is impossible. Anything yeah. can happen. Nothing's impossible. You're born again after you die. There is a heaven, etc. 
all sorts of things. Man, all we didn't even talk things. about the literal gods and animorphs. There's we gods got... in there too. Wow, <laughs> there interesting are. stuff. We got distracted talking about egg puns. <laughs> <laughs> we had some good egg puns, though. Listen, if you want to hear more egg puns, why don't you listen to DMs of Vancouver? They talk about eggs constantly, constantly. just all the time. All the time. You know, usually eggs for the slad, which are laid in your chest, and then, like, you turn into a slad when they hatch, uh, which is disturbing and terrible. But, so, you know, wait, the, the slad doesn't, like, hatch out of you like alien? It's, it's, it hatches and then you become a slad? I can't remember. It's been a while since I've had to run one. That's That seems like it would make a lot more sense if it was, like, the xenomorph thing, where it's, like, inside your body, and then when it hatches, it, like, yeah. eats its way yeah, out but of I you. But I think part of the terror is knowing that you will become a slad. Oh. My God, that's that's spooky. Yep, what that about, is spooky. What about an egg dish called in utero? Is that accurate? Uh, I mean, I, I guess I feel like you it's could, not a pun. Well, it doesn't. Well, I mean, that's what, it I'm, that's it what I'm asking. That's why I'm pun, putting it out there. Yeah. But I think it's more like, like they just serve you raw eggs. It, n- no, in utero that means like terrible. it's a fertilized egg, so it have right. you'd have to be eating like one of those. Uh, oh no, baloo, balut. No, that is an interesting dish. Yeah, I mean it's not vegetarian. You can't enjoy it. It's certainly not vegetarian. It sounds like it sounds like one of those decadent dishes, like where I don't know. It's like a bird drowned in brandy and has to be eaten behind a screen or something like that. <laughs> oh yeah, that's a thing, isn't it? Yeah, that or, sounds disgusting. <laughs> or yeah, foie gras. I hear it's great. Foie gras, same thing. Or you have to drown the goose? No, I think they're just. I, just I think they're liver. just. Yeah, but I think they're force-fed to fatten the liver. Yeah, they're, uh, they're kept in a cage where they cannot move, so they like will not be able disgusting. to like exercise. Listen, stop it's, bumming me out. Let's yeah, talk about. That sounds it's, uh, so, super so good. Let's let's talk about anything else off air. Thanks for listening, everybody. Listen to DMs of Vancouver and yeah. uh, and the Chef's Night uh, spinoff of DMs uh, DM yeah. Test yeah. Kitchen. DMs Test Kitchen. Yeah. Plenty of egg puns there. All right. Thanks for listening. (laughs) Thanks for listening. Goodbye. Bye. Bye. This is a Cave Goblin podcast. For other podcasts like this, visit cavegoblins.com. We hope you have enjoyed this program.